This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. You're listening to episode 72. I have a dream. Of the in-between podcast where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Well, today we're going to be talking about dreaming. Yes, we're actually going to be talking about dreaming with your spouse. Yeah, not about your spouse. Yeah. Although that is a good thing to do. (laughs) Exactly. Hello. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, we're going to be interviewing Aaron and Jennifer Smith about how to dream with your spouse and the reason why we would do it and the how-tos as well because, you know, I think it's great to be able to dream with you, babe. Mm -hmm. But if I don't know what to ask you, or what to talk about, or even some of the parameters, we could literally walk away from there being like, I hate dreaming with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so frustrated. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen to episode 71, we were talking about Enneagram and time orientation around that. And and honestly, if you haven't listened to that, listen back because that'll give you some insight into what we were talking about here. Because honestly... Some of you might be like, oh, yeah, of course, I love dreaming. I love thinking about the future. And others of you might be like, oh, well, why are we spending so much time dreaming about the the future when we can't pay our bills right now or mm-hmm. when we have this stuff that we got to deal with from the past? Yet, as we interviewed Aaron and Jennifer Smith, we realized, OK, yes, there is actually number one for us both being threes, we love dreaming. We love thinking about the future. So it was good to hear their perspective about this, but also to hear their practical advice as to how we can dream with one another, not just separately, but with one another. So in case you don't know who Aaron and Jennifer Smith are, they just came out with a book called Marriage After God. It's absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the steps that they're going to talk about dreaming with your spouse today are in their book as well. You can pick that up anywhere. So they have co-authored several books as well, including Husband After God and Wife After God. They are the parents of four kids and have been living out what it means to have a marriage after God and are excited to inspire other couples to live out the purpose God has for their marriage. Awesome. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. Well, welcome, Aaron and Jennifer. It's so great to finally talk with you after being with your book and seeing your ministry online. And uh, it's just so neat to see uh, just what y'all are doing to encourage marriages. So today, Christina and I really wanted to talk about dreaming and the importance of dreaming. So let's just talk about that first. Um, why? Why is it important to dream together? Well, you know, uh, something that Aaron and I realized very early on in our uh, marriage relationship is that dreaming together is not only a a fun experience to um, have together, but it's one that also cultivates intimacy because you're sharing with each other, you know, just desires that you have or hopes that you have. And, uh, you know, being able to communicate those things is it, we just found it was a really intimate thing to do. Um, but it also gave us hope for the future because we had something to aim for. We had something to look forward to, um, whether it be a, an actual goal that's written down and we have a strategy for, or just something kind of out there that we thought, you know, this is a big idea and it'd be really cool to do. Let's pray about it. Yeah. Do you find that one of you dreams more than the other or are you guys kind of on the same page with all that? I would, I, I would say yes. I think Jennifer, she tends to 
naturally more dream where I could easily be content in the current season I'm in. Okay. Um, but we both do, we both do dream. And then we have seasons in our life that um, it's usually around the first of the year we say, okay, we're going to, you know, what, what are we going to dream about for this year, for the next year after that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't dream. I don't think we dream too far into the future. Maybe that's part of the practical we can talk about later, but um, yeah, we, we dream pretty regularly. I think Jennifer just is more prone to like, what's the future out for us? What's the next thing we're going to do uh, where I, I tend to, I'll be, I could be satisfied right where I'm at, but we both, <laughs> we, we, we recognize that dreaming is so important and it's something that we love to do together. Mm. Um, and just something that's really awesome about this. And you can pretty much any, any, um, you know, uh, life hacking book you could ever read, essentially writing something down and dreaming about something and having a goal, you're much more likely to, to accomplish that goal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's something that we've experienced in our own life is mm-hmm. when we like, don't just talk about that. Oh, it'd be nice if we did this or it'd be nice if one day we actually like officially sit down and say, what is something that we're going to pursue as a family? What is something that we're going to put our money towards our time towards yeah. our energy towards? Yeah. We also talk about the cost, you know, what is this going to cost our family, whether it be our time or, or finances or energy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then something that we always do is we commit it to the Lord. If it's something that we, we feel strongly about pursuing, you know, we always think about Proverbs 16, three committing your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Like that is our heart for dreaming together that we, we communicate, we get on the same page, we do it together as a team and we submit it before the Lord. Okay. So let's, let's just uh, assume that maybe some of our audience, they maybe independently, they dream with each other or uh, at work, maybe their boss has dreams for them or they wish (laughs) their boss had dreams for them. uh, Change your dreams for me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, so getting beyond the, you know, kind of the childhood when I wish upon a star type of things as well, you know, as a couple, you know, walk us through you know, it's the first of the year. What does it look like for you to dream together? Give us a, a, a really practical example of, of you guys doing that just so our audience has a, um, you know, a little bit more flesh on the bones with, with what this means. It's, it really is as simple as we go and we, we usually have a date. So we, we schedule a date night and it's specifically to go dream together okay. and we'll sit down and Jennifer likes to, she loves to write. So she'll bring, you know, pencils and pa- pens and highlighters and she'll bring paper because <laughs> I'm like, just send us an email. And she's like, no, I want to write this down. <laughs> um, what's remarkable, Jennifer is like when she writes something down, like that thing gets done. So it's, okay. so we, it's in our favor. It's yeah. It's in our down. favor. <laughs> so, and it's, it's a tangible thing and we can, Again, it's, it goes back to we solidify something rather than like, let's just have a fun conversation over dinner. And then we forgot mm-hmm. about half of the stuff we talked about. Right. We actually, we just go, we go, we sit down, we have a nice dinner. We, it's just us. There's no kids if possible. Sometimes we have an infant with us, <laughs> depending on what stage of life we're in. And, mm-hmm. and the reason, the reason that we do that is just so that it's less distracting for us. Because when you're trying to share your heart with each other, it's hard enough trying to wrap your mind around what words to use, you know, like, how mm-hmm. do I express this right now? And, you know, we're in the throes of, of, of young kids. And so yeah. easily get distracted, like constantly. So, right. you know, just that. <laughs> having, having that babysitter come and, you know, be with the kids and entertain them while we go and be just be undistracted is really, you know, valuable for us. Yeah. And I would, I would say for those that maybe can't afford a babysitter currently or in a stage that they just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've done it um, after hours we'll, we'll stay up in bed and we'll have, we'll just take a late night. So we sacrifice sleep 
to have this time with each other, but we do the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get mm-hmm. a dessert with each other and we'll sit in bed and we'll, and we'll, we'll write down our, these dreams that we have and they, they're on paper. And then once they're on paper, we could do lots of things with that, that list. We can organize it. We can scratch things off and say, that's not practical for this year. Or um, that thing is the thing we must pursue and we need to start working on it tomorrow. So. One, of, one of the big questions that we ask ourselves at the beginning of every year is, you know, what is God doing in our lives currently with the people in our lives currently? Um, what do we have that we can offer to him? You know, whether it be finances or, um, you know, just extra energy or extra time in our schedule, how can we uh, shift everything in a way that kind of gives, gives it back to God and allows him to work through us and use our marriage and use our teammanship as a couple to fulfill his work because he's got work for us to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good starting yeah, point. Completely. Yeah. Well, Daniel and I were reminded actually at a marriage conference that we went to a few months ago, uh, a couple who are probably about 20 or 30 years older than us was doing a seminar about dreaming together, actually. But honestly, Daniel and I walked away from that. Do you remember that thing yeah. when we oh, were like, for sure. hmm, you know what? We used to dream all the time together. Like literally, I remember this. I still remember us sitting uh, on our couch. It was a white couch in Canada and you had your iPad and we did a dream from now. I think we were like early 20s to pretty much 65 plus to the day that Jesus yeah. calls us home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh yeah, let the, it was, this is a yeah, one, five, a 10, yeah. 20, 50 yeah. year thing. And then, you know what? God just started changing all of our plans. Like none of that actually, like none of those goals like kind of came true because it was like he took us to all these different countries and these different places. And I think in the end, we were just like, Psh, I don't know if we need to dream anymore mm-hmm. because it just seems like every time we do, God is like, nope, yeah. <laughs> you're going to do I something I have something else. better for you. Exactly. Yeah, or different. Exactly, yes. Exactly. Exactly. And you will understand how it is better for you once you go through it. So what would you say to us even and our listeners that may feel very similar to us? Like, um, how, how do I dream but don't necessarily hold on to it so tightly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking exactly that, that we have to hold these dreams loosely. Um, and when, you know, I had mentioned before committing it to the Lord, and that's just a, a vulnerable heart, an open heart saying, God, this is what we think is right. And these are the plans or desires that we have. But ultimately, we want your will to be done. And we want you to align our hearts with yours. And um, and sometimes, you know, those goals and those dreams do change um, or, or rather he has different plans, like you said, and then your life's all of a sudden in this different direction. But my encouragement would be to continue to dream and continue to spend that time together. One, because you are sharing your hearts during that time. And it's really, uh, valuable for the marriage relationship to be vulnerable, be intimate, be transparent mm-hmm. in those ways. And also what if the things that you're sharing about and the desires that you have need to be said, need to be heard, need to be talked about in order for God to move you in that other direction. Mm. So there's also that that perspective of God just needs you to do it. Yeah, the I, I think about a few things. Uh, first of all, this is essentially our story. We When we first got married, we're like, we're going to go be missionaries. And we literally went and fundraised for a few months. And then we went to Africa for four months, uh, living in a tent right after we got married. And then we went to Florida to work with the organization we went on Essentially, trip with. we were traveling for two years, um, you know. As missionaries, yeah. yeah. And, and right. we're thinking like, this is where we're, what we're going to do. And then God shifted that in the midst of that. And w- then we went to Canada to try and start an organization there and then shifted oh, that to <laughs> back to California. And just, he, he does these things. And it, the story I think of uh, in the New Testament, when 
after Jesus had fed the 5,000, he sends his disciples in a boat across to the other side before him and he goes to pray. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that this is the story where Jesus walks in the water and it's all powerful and amazing. And Peter gets out of the boat. But what a lot of people miss in this story is they are told to go to one place um, before Jesus gets in the boat. But after Jesus gets in the boat, they go to another place and it's like 60 miles up the, up the coastline. And so what's cool about that story is there's, there's oftentimes we can be told to go a direction. We can have this strong desire, like Jennifer and I going on a mission field mm-hmm. for the purpose of what God wants to redirect us in once we get there and that he can actually change directions in the midst of the, that planning. And I think mm-hmm. of the verse Proverbs nineteen twenty one: many are the plans in a man's mind, in a man, mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Right. And uh, so this, this kind of this practice of dreaming together is a, does a couple of things like Jennifer was just mentioning. It opens up our hearts to the Lord. It opens up our hearts to each other. We get on the same page. We start going in the same direction. But at the end of the day, we say, okay, Lord, as we go in this direction, like guide us, mm-hmm. like let, let your um, will be done. Let your, um, let our steps be, um, you know, purposed by you. Yeah. And so we, we, you know, the excitement of going that direction is great. But then at the end of the day, we're like, but we want what God wants, because to be honest, we can make a plan that's a terrible plan in the long run. And we don't know it. <laughs> right? Yeah. True. Uh, uh, that's why I was saying you guys are pretty ambitious going so far out because we don't know. What we're, we don't know what, uh, you know, what we're going to feel like. In, in oh, it's a really good doing, plan. Yeah. Doing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good that it's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Very OK, true. so let's let's get back to the practicalities of dreaming together. Uh, what are some points to remember while you're dreaming with your spouse? And I know you covered this uh, in your book, Marriage After God. So uh, one of the first things that I want to say is that you guys are one in marriage. You guys, uh, a husband and wife are are one. And so the dreaming together has to be a united thing. It's not, okay, I'm going to go write down my dreams over here and you go write down your dreams. I think it's very important, yes, to express your desires and what's on your heart. But ultimately it's a coming together of, uh, it's like a collaboration um, Mm -hmm. when you're dreaming together. Yeah. And so that's, that's one thing. um, Yeah. And and it it doesn't mean that uh, one person can't drive a bigger portion of the dreaming. The idea is that you have foundational things like family, marriage, your, your faith, your community. And when you're dreaming and the things that you guys want to pursue, does it, hinder those things or increase those things. And so it kind of, it gives boundaries to your dreaming. We actually talk about this in the book that, that dreaming is great and we can go as big as we want, but they have to have boundaries because otherwise we could chase something that's unhealthy. We could chase something that will actually deteriorate our family. We could chase something that is just not good in general. Uh, So just recognizing like, Hey, whatever direction we go, is it going to increase our, our, our oneness, our unity, our, our power in our marriage? Is it going to increase our relationship with our children or is it going to decrease that? Yeah. And so the, so that, what would be, like, yeah, what would be an example of that then? Something that you're like, oh, this is, this is a great dream, but actually maybe boundary wise and so going into yeah. the, the unifying conversation is like, let's say um, me, I still have a desire for missionary work, you know, traveling, um, going overseas, which many families have this heart and have, and some have the calling, um, to do that specifically. But let's say it's me and my, and my wife's like, well, you know, we have our kids in, you know, with these relationships and we have this stuff over here. But I'm, I just say, no, this is what God has for us. And you're going to just, I'm going to drag everyone with me. That's actually not a very healthy th- way of dreaming. 
Mm. But right. I could say, and like, you could see my face. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, how romantic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if, but if it's rather like, Hey, like, how could we do this as a family? Is that something like, maybe it doesn't happen this year, but could it happen in three years? Or is there an age mm-hmm. range that we want to start praying about this again? Yeah. And so it's more like placing it on the table and saying, how can this work with our family and our direction so that our marriage ministry isn't destroyed? Our, ch- our discipleship of our children isn't destroyed. Right. Um, and our witness to those around us isn't destroyed. And I think in order to do that, to do that, you have to have humility. You have to walk in humility and understanding with one another. And that could be for a big dream. And that could be even for the smallest of the small dreams. You have to have understanding for one another and why, you know, a dream or a goal is presented and, Mm -hmm. um, and, and how you're going to strategize together to accomplish. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. That thing. Yeah. Uh, And I'd say another boundary is, I mean, the Bible's so full of, of scripture talking about men being wise that we're not called to just be this whimsical, you know, tossed by the wind, you know, oh, I have this feeling, so let's chase it Mm -hmm. kind of people. We actually have the the Bible to give us wisdom and we have the Holy Spirit to teach us things, right? Yeah. And so in this dreaming, like the, we always, we go, we try and go as big as we can within the realm of what we're, we're dreaming about, okay. um, in our, in our current relationships and what we have access to, but it is always bounded, uh, by wisdom. And so one example of this would be, Hey, let's start, an, um, you know, this school for, you know, the blind, like, let's just say that's a big dream that we have for some reason. And we don't have any money. And we don't, and we're going to say, let's just put it all on credit. And we have all, all of our finances aren't in order, but we're going to do this. And, you know, we're just going to have faith and we're just going to trust that God that that's actually not a very wise decision. <laughs> uh, if that's going to get done, then the, the first step should be like, how, where's the finances going to come from? Right. Let's start fundraising. And if the fundraising doesn't work, then it's like, okay, well maybe we need to readjust how this is going. So it's, it's taking these dreams and it's applying wisdom to them rather than let's just foolishly run and say that the Lord's blessed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's so good. You know, it's it's interesting to think about dreaming as a concept and even to think about dreaming as a luxury. Uh, being in the West, uh, in North America, it's generally this concept of dreaming is something that you are able to do. I mean, the unemployment rate isn't that low. If you have an idea and you got some hustle, I mean, you could go and, you know, make something happen but for i mean we have listeners um, outside of north america all over the world that are listening in and and maybe they're in a situation where it's like i i can't dream right i just need to (laughs) like i just need to get by like just getting by and and doing like what it's a foreign concept for them um what would you say to them uh as well about the concept of dreaming something that we we try and lean on is uh truth has to be universal. And so if it's, if it only works in certain scenarios, then it's, it's not a universal. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. 
it just means that I shouldn't preach it as like, this is how it should be all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I believe this idea of dreaming, and it's the whole point of our, our book, Marriage After God, is in our context of what we're talking about in North America, dreaming is like, hey, what business or what's this big thing or what's the next you know huge trip we want to go on? Or Those could be things that we dream about. But the the next boundary that we would kind of put on this is what is the Lord doing in and through us? So someone who's in a situation of just getting by or, um, you know, that can't do something, you know, quote unquote large or financially, um, you know, uh, strapping that this big thing that over here, it still can happen because as a couple, we can come together and like wherever we're at, like, let's say I have a, you know, I work 80 hours a week and there's no way I'm going to do this thing over here on the side, this big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what we can do is we can still come together and say, what, what does the Lord want to do through our marriage? What do we have that we can offer to him? And that's still dreaming. That's still saying, Lord, what, what's next for us, for your kingdom? And so yeah. it doesn't have to be, you know, an orphanage or this big online ministry or a retreat that you're going to plan for, you know, couples or, you know, what that just might look like what that's going on in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, it goes back to wisdom is like, what can we offer? What, yeah. what do we have that we can use is it, you know, in our time, our energies, and that could even be as simple as like wherever you're at in your, your job as a couple, there's this plan of like, oh, today I'm going to talk to someone about the Lord. Today I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the Lord to show me someone I could pray for or speak yeah. to or encourage mm-hmm. those. Those aren't small dreams. Mm-hmm. That's totally. us dreaming about what God's going to do in our life and through our life for his glory. And that's what, again, all of these dreams, the, the last step is like, how does this glorify God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does, how does this honor him, build his kingdom, not ours mm-hmm. only. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. I also have another question along those lines, Aaron and Jennifer, we have listeners. I know that may be believers themselves, but their spouse isn't. And you're talking about dreaming together and bringing it before God, or maybe even their spouse believes in Christ, but not necessarily walking it in the day to day. How can you encourage a couple to come before God um, when they may not agree Agree on God yeah (laughs) exactly like is there a way to dream together without it becoming like a huge source of conflict in a sense um maybe not (laughs) that uh, it depends (laughs) on it depends on the relationship right again I I would never tell someone that if they're not dreaming they're not in God's will if they're Mm -hmm. not having these big um relational emotional connecting unifying conversations with their spouse that they're not doing what God wants for them because it all goes back to like just being obedient. So let's say it's a wife who has a husband who's um, not obedient to the word, is not a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in her own heart, she, the the number one dream and, and hope she can have is for her husband's salvation. Right. Is not just that they can have plans together and that they can do these great things, but that she could start praying and just seeking the Lord and planning in her heart. Like she could make plans for herself of. I'm going to, you know, start praying for him every day. I'm going to start, you know, mm-hmm. encouraging him in the Lord when he comes to me and and rewarding him every single time he opens his heart to me. I'm going to just say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing with me. Can, I'm going to be praying for that. Thank you. I know you, you don't believe this, but I'm going to believe for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the same for a husband. Um, the, the, the heart shouldn't be, what's the th- big thing we're going to do outside? The heart should be, what am I going to do to cultivate, you know, what Christ wants for me in my marriage? Yeah. And so they can dream individually, um, for them and their spouse in that way. Mm. 
Uh, because at the end That's, of the day, yeah. like, it doesn't matter what we do outside the, the home. If, you know, we, we want our spouse to know the Lord. We want yeah. our spouse mm-hmm. to be, you know, uh, regenerated and um, reconciled to the Father because that's our ministry. And so it, to, I would never want to overwhelm someone. Like, well, if you're not doing that, I would say, you know what? No. Why don't yeah. you relax and rest in the Lord and and pursue God's heart for your spouse? Um, right. yeah. I love that clarification. The big ways. Yeah. I, I guess I, I have one more question on that note then. So speaking as a guy, it's really easy for me to dream about goals that I want or career mm-hmm. or work and all that kind of stuff comes supernatural. But, um, but w- w- what about dreaming for our family? Like, w- what does that look like to say, okay, yes, I know how to dream here. I know how to dream. We're going to do a vacation or we're going to, you know, freedom 55 or this, that, <laughs> or the, I mean, but, but what does it look like for a father uh, and also for a mother, Jennifer, to, to have dreams for the family that are not necessarily like, I want my kids to go to Harvard or <laughs> oh, I want to go on a, you know, a beach vacation twice a year. And, you know, not, not necessarily consumeristic in that sense, but, you know, what, what other ways can you dream for your family? So one thing that comes up to mind right off the bat is, um, you know, not necessarily looking so far into the, your children's future, yeah. like you said, college, but even the week to week or day to day, how are their hearts? Aaron and I go into these dreaming sessions with even those types of conversations of, Hey, I've noticed this in our son, or I've noticed this in our daughter. And mm-hmm. how can we, you know, help cultivate this in, in them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are some, what are some steps or strategies we can take as parents to guide them in that way? And I think that is a great, great way to dream together for your family. And the other thing that comes to my mind is being willing to hear each other. Mm -hmm. Listening is so, so important when you're going into these, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. conversations with your spouse and being, feeling um, that you've been heard is so important. And so when you go and, you know, share something that's on your heart, um, you know, the other person can totally respect you by just listening. Um, Is there anything else that you want to Yeah, I was, I was thinking actually, and this is something that you, uh, introduced into this idea of dreaming would we don't just dream on one subject we we categorize our dreams and then we organize them by um uh priority so we put in their family we put in their finances we put in their uh, our marriage we put in there our business Mm -hmm. and then we we put in there our church community yeah so uh, what we and then those have priorities so Mm -hmm. Business dreams, if they get in the way of the dreams that we have for the kids, then we have to adjust that dream (laughs) and that vision and that idea. Which makes it a really cool kind of checks and balances, which, you know, this conversation could be lost altogether if we didn't even, if we weren't intentional about it. And then we weren't thinking about what our priorities are. Mm -hmm. So a great Mm -hmm. reason why a couple would want to dream together is simply for this kind of checks and balances where you're saying what, what let's voice, let's vocalize what are our priorities and, and, uh, yeah. And it, it really goes back to just not being like, not, um, you know, uh, what's that word? A crapshoot <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> like I, like yeah. whatever happens, happens. And we're just going to deal with right. it as it comes. Yeah. It, it actually, it allows us to be intentional about our, our faith, our family, our life, which is what God wants us to be. He wants sober minded Christians where we think clearly yeah. about the things that we have to steward, mm-hmm. you know, our marriage, our children, our, our money, our home, and so it's it's a it's just a good practice, um, and and going back to the not so far ahead in the future, um, I, I just think of James chapter four. It says, "Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town, 
and spend a year there and trade and make profit, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and mm-hmm. vanishes. And then he says, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will mm-hmm. live and do this or that. Which goes back to, doesn't mean don't make plans. It's our, like you said earlier on, we, we make plans so that we can organize our life and we can start making decisions and choices and actions today that affect those plans for the future. But they're held in, in a way of like, but Lord, whatever you want to mm-hmm. happen as this goes. Right. Um, and the reason that's a good thing to have this, it, it's a long-term planning, short-term response um, mm-hmm. is when something happens, like uh, we have a friend that just is in like in the middle of something that needs us. That, and that gets in the way of our plans. We can say these plans are not as important as this right now because the Lord has brought mm. this person in this situation into my life today and I need to sacrifice tomorrow for right now. Um, and so it's it's being able to be obedient in the moment no matter what our plans are because think about how many times we've had plans are like, no, all of this th- stuff that I should be doing is getting in the way of what I really want. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to yeah. sacrifice my obedience to do, do what I'm supposed to do now mm-hmm. because of what I want tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's uh, good. and that's something I think we should be aware of as Christians mm-hmm. as, um, and, and even if you're, if someone listening isn't a, a believer, having that awareness of there's could be stuff today that you need to take care of. That's more important than what you're planning for tomorrow <laughs> and mm-hmm. to let it go for that, right. for the time. So there's yep. two more things that I wanted to just bring up quickly. One is, uh, you know, we've mentioned a lot of things about how how to dream together. And for someone who's never really experienced this exercise before in marriage, we have in the back of Marriage After God, yeah. um, a kind of like conversation starters, like a bunch yeah, of questions I love that, that um, just give you a, a baseline for, you know, how to have those conversations and where to start, which I think is it's like really an outline awesome. or a template to say, Hey, this is how we're going to start dreaming. And it gives all the questions and walks you through that. Yeah. And the other thing is just an encouragement, you know, for, for those listening when we, you know, you hear in marriage that, you know, a husband and wife should be on the same page, or maybe someone asks you, are you guys on the same page? And you want to say, yeah, but what does that yeah, look does like? That, mean? <laughs> that mm-hmm. looks like taking the time to be intentional to, talk about these things. There's no other way to get on the same page unless you're communicating about them. And so that's one reason why we really wanted to make dedicate a whole chapter about this mm-hmm. in Marriage After God. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aaron and Jennifer, for telling us all about, you know, the reason why we dream together, how to bring it before God, and even getting into the practical aspects of it. I do love that last little part in your book, Marriage After God, that you do have those conversation starters. Because for me, as a planner, like I want to go in and have like kind of bullet points to fill in. <laughs> I Jennifer. and y'all, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to bring my special pens and like all of that. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah. Yeah, she understands me <laughs> for sure. So where can our listeners find out more about your book and your ministry as well? Uh, they can find all things Marriage After God at marriageaftergod.com. And then uh, our other thing that we we do weekly is our Marriage After God podcast. And they can get that wherever po- they download their podcasts. Perfect. Well, you've been listening to Aaron and Jennifer Smith, the authors of Marriage After God, Chasing Boldly After God's Purpose for Your Life Together. Thanks, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to learn more about Aaron and Jennifer Smith or connect with them online, you can find them on social media at Marriage After God. And if there's anything that came to mind as you were listening to this episode or, or a person that you were like, man, I really think they need to do this story. I, I, I know that this would be an encouragement for them. Just share 
the episode with them in between.org slash episode 72 you'll find our show notes there and that's an easy thing that you can text them or if you're on your phone just hit the share link button on your podcasting app and you can text that to them as well all right so episode 73 what are we going to be talking about we're going to be discussing five habits to make your mornings less stressful. Mm, it's going to be a good one. We've been trying a lot of different things mm-hmm. now that school, everything's all kicked back up this fall semester. So yeah, we hope you tune in and we'll catch you next week. This episode is brought to you in part by the Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries podcast. Do you want to grow in your influence? Bow's episodes feature tips for leaders of any kind, from mentoring one woman to leading a ministry. Browse Bow's podcast at beyondordinarywomen.org.